my name is Leah Thompson. As a graduate of Cary Christian School, I'm here to say that we have a phenomenal group of teachers. It is my honor to introduce them to you here. This week on the Knights Podcast, I'm going to introduce you to fellow CCS graduate Kristen Clarkson. She currently teaches 9th and 12th grade literature, and in 9th grade, they're covering the Greek tragedies. So join me in welcoming her as she talks about what it looks like to teach virtue to freshmen through these stories. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me this morning. I'm really excited to hear about what the freshmen are learning in literature and specifically with the Greek tragedies this quarter. And so to start us off, I just want to ask, um, what's the value of studying the Greek tragedies? Why are we teaching this to our freshmen? I think to understand the value of the tragedies, we first have to understand what the tragedies actually are. And so in Athens, uh, this was a, the tragedies are specific to Athenian culture. Every year they would have a festival called the Greater Dionysia, where different playwrights would compete to win a prize. And so people would spend all year preparing for this festival. It honored the god Dionysus. There were many tragedians. We only have three that still have, you know, persevered and made it to this day. Um, And those are Aeschylus, Euripides, and Sophocles. And we only actually have one whole trilogy. They were all written in trilogies. It was Mm -hmm. a series of three plays. And we only have one that still exists, the Oresteia. But we have a handful of individual plays. And so every year, all of the citizens of Athens, which being a citizen in Athens was important because it's heralded as the first democracy, all the citizens would come and watch this play. And it would be three days of watching all of these plays and voting on which ones you liked the best. And it was a huge honor. But all the plays had to do with this question of why does suffering exist in the world? Hmm. That's what the Athenians were trying to answer here. Because the festival had a religious aspect being for Dionysus and the theater, you can go to it still today. I've actually seen a play at the theater where these plays were held. Um, so you, you can go see one if you ever go to Athens, uh, was at the base of the Acropolis, which at the top is the Parthenon, the temple to Athena. And so it had a religious aspect. It was meant to be a cleansing because if you're a democracy, then you want your citizens to live good lives. And mm-hmm. so they would look at examples of suffering, what caused it and how then we can live better. Hmm. And because that was their aim in all of the plays, they tap into a universal truth. That even though they're written four or five hundred years before Christ, right? The New Testament doesn't exist yet. Jesus hasn't come back yet. They are still tapping into God's truth that's written on the law of every heart. Um, and they're not able to answer the questions of why does suffering exist fully hmm. because they don't have the revelation that is Christ. But they're wrestling with really, really human things and they get so close. Hmm. And that's the thing that uh, I keep trying to tell the kids because we have so many types of Christ in the tragedies and it would be easy to be distracted by the fact that they're incredibly violent stories right Uh, the freshman read a story last week where the main character Pentheus had his limbs ripped off by his own mother and then she played ball with them oh (laughs) you can imagine how the freshmen respond to that Uh, but in that story we've got Dionysus who's this evil pagan god and yet he has so many similarities to Christ he comes to a people that are his own that then reject him 
He wants to welcome in everybody, men and women, which would have been unusual in the ancient world, just like our God is welcoming in everybody, rich and poor, man and woman. He uh, has associations with wine, uh, which of course (laughs) Jesus does as his first miracle is turning water to wine. And then the Last Supper, he says, drink this cup, it's my blood. Uh, And so there's this fallen character who has so many similarities to Christ and ultimately points that we need a better savior Mm -hmm. because a character like Dionysus doesn't answer the question, why am I suffering in a way that's compelling, right? It just says, because the world and the universe are petty. Uh, Mm -hmm. But we know with the fuller revelation of Christ that there is something more. And so all of these stories point to something very true. That's incredible. I love that you're able to draw that connection Mm -hmm. for the students. How do they engage in that conversation mm-hmm. what does that conversation look like when you're making that connection do sure. they do they see it right away or are they like how does that look as the quarter progresses they see it so when we were reading the Bacchae last week which is the first tragedy and the one I was just talking about I, I approach them and I say hey guys I'm gonna make an argument that Dionysus is a type of Christ. And it just immediately erupts into, <laughs> what are you talking about, lady? Um, this, uh, how in the world could someone so evil um, who brings so much suffering to so many people be a type of Christ? Um, and so today, right, if we talked about that last week, today we were talking about a story where Agamemnon sacrifices his own daughter, Iphigenia. Mm-hmm. And he does it because Artemis, the goddess, commands him so that he can have good winds to get to Troy to fight the Trojan War. I go back, what Bible story does this remind us of? And it's Abraham's sacrifice of Mm -hmm. Isaac. Mm -hmm. Except in that story, we have a scapegoat, right? Um, And that's the difference. And that's, you know, it's got this beautiful symbolic reality that the Greeks miss. And so today they were able to figure that out on their own, um, but no, not at first. Uh, And as we continue to go through the quarter, they'll continue to see those threads of there is a greater story and Mm -hmm. we're kind of building that. But no, it takes a little bit of prompting. Well, that's why you're there. That's why you're (laughs) the teacher in the room guiding them through that conversation. It could be easy to miss and story like the Bacchae or an Agamemnon. Right. Yeah. And I think for you to be drawing those connections and saying, guys, even in literature, we can see man's plight trying to trying to either save themselves or right. come up with an answer to the, all of the questions that we have. And to be able to point out that even even before Christ, these mm-hmm. were the questions that were being asked. And just let's look at him and let's see how right. he is the answer to these questions. And they're going to go and they're going to engage with other pieces of literature yes. and other, um, whether that's modern, contemporary or other classical pieces that are going to just, they're going to have to wrestle with. And so to be able to see, oh, even this pagan author who didn't know Jesus, mm-hmm. even he needs Jesus. And right. there's like even... Jesus is even the answer to those questions that he's asking. And so, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because literature, unlike history, which is what happened, literature is what happens, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It's telling us these stories of how man relates to each other. And the idea at Carrie Christian uh, in a classical education is that we don't want to just train them in knowing what happens in the book, right? I hope they know what happens in the book. (laughs) And I hope years from now they remember who Agamemnon is, right? He's a significant character in literature. But that's not my goal, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, As a classical educator, I want to train them in skills and virtues, right? Mm -hmm. So that no matter what book they're reading, they can apply these same paradigms and these same skills to it Mm -hmm. and look for those virtues. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, the idea is that 
we're training them to be able to do this with whatever piece of literature they pick up. And yeah. all literature is answering these questions, and a lot of literature is violent, like the tragedies. Mm-hmm. Scripture being a great example of, you know, a, a work that is got multi-genres and a lot of violence. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that skills and virtues, Mm -hmm. training them in that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for coming and sharing and talking us through that. I think that um, just the Lord has you in that classroom for this time and Mm -hmm. is um, doing incredible things through you. So thank you for that. Oh, I'm glad to do it. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Kristen. In our next episode, I'll introduce you to Terry Koval, a third grade teacher. She will be discussing the beauty of friendship and how that plays out in the literature in the lower school. It's going to be a great episode, and I'm excited to introduce her to you. As you know, our prayer for our students is that we would be able to equip them through every conversation to flourish in the modern world by finding their identity in Christ. 